Welcome into another edition of The Session with Londa and David. My name's David Austin, and sitting across from me, as always, in a summery, beautiful <laughs> outfit, my wife, Londa Joanne Sherwood Austin. And how are you, darling? I'm terrific. It's my Minion t-shirt. It is your Minion t-shirt, but you do not look like a Minion or a banana. You just look very bright and summery. I, I love, love it. this brand. The brand name is Scotch and Soda. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> so if anyone wants to send me gifts. It reminds me of your sunglasses that are by Gooder and their whiskey shots with Satan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the session is a business program brought to you each and every week by Sherwood Austin Solutions. We all know people who bring us nothing but problems. It's time to get to know someone who always offers solutions. Sherwood Austin Solutions is a consulting firm that can help you with every type of solution you need from your business to your home. Business runs better if your home's dialed in as well. And Landa is a specialist at helping people dial in their heart, their home, and their business. If you have a problem, call Sherwood Austin Solutions today at 509-491-2663. That number again is 509-491-2663. No matter how large the problem or how small, Sherwood Austin Solutions will help you find the answer because they're professional problem solvers. Mm -hmm. That number, one last time, (laughs) 509-491-2663. It's a great time to be in business. Why not be in business with us? Mm -hmm. I would say so, and I, I would say especially in this market shift if you're in real estate you probably need to give me a quick call uh, you know i love hearing you say that market shift i've been in lending as part of what i do in my professional sales business which i've been involved in for 30 years now mm-hmm. i've been in lending for about 20 21 of those years we are old old and i've lived through a couple market shifts. Yeah. A couple big ones. Big one. You know, the the biggest of course was the crash of 2007-2008. We saw crazy differences in the market after that. Then again, a market shift in 2010 when the Dodd-Frank bill was passed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and trid became part of the right. mortgage conversation. Mm-hmm. And now we're barreling toward another recession. Right. And A lot of people are scared of that, and a lot of people are taking their eye off the ball, and a lot of realtors are not knowing how to handle what's coming. I had a conversation with a realtor this week. Okay. 15-minute conversation completely turned this person around from scared, freaking out, desperate, don't know what to do. Literally, we talked for 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. and I, I gave a couple of ideas, and they are back in focus, back back in the saddle, as it were, and heading toward um, some, some more successes. Anytime there's any kind of market shift, and you've heard that a lot, mm-hmm. you said it, I've said it, um, the national news media is saying it, people need to do one thing. All people in business during a market shift need to keep their heads down and go to work. That's right. And, you know, that's one of the things that I was saying to this realtor, and, and but... It was interesting what they said back to me. Okay. And what they said back to me is, oh, that's so easy, but I never thought of that. Yes. And that's why, you know, 
I make the big bucks, as it were. <laughs> but that, it, because I see things differently and, and look at things differently um, than other people. I met with a new agent in Lafayette, Louisiana on Friday morning mm -hmm. for coffee. Nice guy. William is his name. Mm -hmm. uh, and he is super excited about being a new young realtor. And he wants to do it to build enough capital to actually build uh, a youth athletic training compound. Oh, that's cool. So he's got a super cool reason yeah. for wanting to do what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the best thing about young people who have never been through any kind of market ups and market downs yeah. is they have no expectations right. about what the market should look like. They don't know what they don't They're know, just so they excited. just go to work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And talking to that kid <clears throat> made me remember that no matter what's going on in the world, you have an opportunity to go get your unfair share of the business and use it, take it, mm -hmm. profit from mm -hmm. it. And that's what's exciting about a market shift, in my opinion. Well, I don't want to tell you everything that I told this realtor because I get paid to do this, but I will, I'll give one thing away for free okay. that's going to be really helpful to our listeners, anyone who's functioning in the current market, whether okay. you're a realtor or not. Uh, one piece of advice that I have is to really uh, limit or strategically, yeah, strategically limit your social media intake. Okay. And um, when you see posts from people, groups, organizations that consistently bring you down mm -hmm. or, or irritate you or bother you, yes. just mute those or unfollow because you'll still be Facebook friends. If you unfollow, you'll still be following them on Instagram. If you mute them there's, you know what I mean? But like in times like this, when you need to really focus in on everything you can to put food on the table, mm -hmm. um, then, then help, help yourself with that focus by kind of, it's kind of like putting blinders on, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so uh, it's really important, I think, because you can get caught up in that. You know, the things that the news and the media, right. all the different kinds of media, if you get, hmm, don't get caught up in that bonus dad. You have your bonus dad cup. I love it because home coffee. Yeah. Another sponsor of, of the show, the <laughs> session with London and David is home coffee. Brew it at home. It's already paid for. It's inflation proof. <laughs> home coffee. So uh, question, a question for you. Uh, yes. Question from a listener. Mm -hmm. The question of the week, if you will. Okay. This is exciting. What does this hike in interest rates mean for a home buyer? A home, it's three parts, home buyer, home seller, and for the population in general. Hike well, in interest rates. You mean the hike in the Fed fund rate that they did last week? I can tell I you, you I can tell you exactly what it's done, not just what it can do, but what it has done. Okay. For three days, I posted videos on my Facebook and my LinkedIn about the misleading stories coming out of the national news media. Oh, well, there you go. That ties into what I was just saying. As it pertains to inflation, the Fed fund rate going up mm -hmm. by three quarters of a point, mm -hmm. and the impending recession. All of those things have had a positive impact on what moves 
interest rates in the mortgage well, market. Well, that's not what everybody says. Well, here's why. Short-term rates like HELOCs and seconds mm-hmm. are directly impacted when the Fed raises the Fed fund rate because they're based on the prime rate of interest. The Fed fund rate plus whatever it is equals prime, right? So if the Fed fund rate goes up, there you go. So that's why they're all saying interest rates got worse. Okay. Mortgage-backed securities actually influence the trading of those day-to-day actually influence what the interest rates are, right? Well, when the Fed took a stronger stance than expected on inflation, it signaled to the markets that they are going to cut inflation. Inflation's the enemy to interest rates. So the fact that they took such a strong stance has made a huge positive impact on actual 30-year and 15-year fixed mortgage-backed securities. So interest rates have gone down. About 200 basis points, a basis point, think of, think of it this way, 100 basis points is about 1% of your loan amount. Okay. So if we're talking about fee income that banks receive, mm-hmm. if it's 200 basis points better than it was, then the interest rate is lower because it costs less to achieve the rate. So for a buyer, we gained back some of our buying uh, power that we had lost. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And And let me tell you, we lost a ton racing into that decision. Mm. So we lost 100 basis points leading up to the decision. So we're about 100 basis points right now better than we were before the news leaked that they were going to raise the Fed fund rate, and we had a runoff in the market. So now we're back, and we're improving. We're back in the fives again. Okay. We were over six and a quarter two weeks ago. Right. So, you know, the stories about interest rates getting worse, not true. There you go. Fiction. You've heard it here. Interest rates have gotten better. So what does it mean for for the population in general when when all of this fluctuation is happening? Well, Ian, that's a great question. And we've seen a lot of crazy things happen in the mortgage industry over just the last 10 years, mm-hmm. right? We had the crash in 2007, so that's a little more than 10 years, 2007, 2008. We went into a recession after that. Home values actually dipped down but the, the recession was caused by the real estate bubble bursting because of all these bad loans that were And is were that in the what's going to happen this time? No, because okay. there are no bad loans in the market. Ten years ago, those crazy loans were made illegal. Yeah. You can't get a negative amortization subprime loan right. anymore. I think they called them blood pressure loans. Well, let me tell you. If you had a heartbeat, you could get a loan. That's exactly right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have a buddy who's a local lender in the Tri-Cities, Thomas Bright, and he used to be a homecomings financial rep. And so what he did was he was the guy I'd call for those crazy subprime loans. Gotcha. And now he's in regular lending because there's no market for that. Okay, so... So kind of back to my question about what does this mean for the general population? Are we heading into a recession? We are. We're seeing a lot of inflation, shrinkflation, or at least the media is telling us that we are. And I'm feeling it at the grocery store, everything's at the gas a, Everything's a little more expensive. And when the Fed raises the Fed fund rate, it makes things more expensive. Mm-hmm. The goal is if we make it expensive enough, people's appetite to buy will go down and the market will shrink causing a recession. Okay. Every time the Fed's <laughs> taken a strong stance in the last 20 years on inflation, mm-hmm. a strong stance, 
we've gone into a recession. Okay. Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, this week said, or last week, said, yeah, it does look like we're heading into a recession after all. So what does that look like for the average consumer? Like, I'm just, I'm just me going about my day. Uh, you know, with my family, I've, uh, you know, I'm Here, getting groceries, I'm getting whatever, you know what I mean? What does it mean for me? Well, here's the thing. It's a stock market problem. It's mm-hmm. not a real market problem. Tell me what that you've, means. You've heard what's good for Wall Street isn't always what's good for Main Street. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Inflation mm-hmm. is kind of a tax everybody has to pay. If things are more expensive, everybody's got to pay it. You can't get out That's of it. That's an interesting way to look at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so with the government's hard stance on lessening uh, uh, fossil fuels mm-hmm. and going all green, mm-hmm. of course gas is more expensive because these petroleum companies need to put money away. They need to store their acorns for winter because winter's because coming. they might be going away. That's exactly right. So uh, you made an interesting comment to me uh, recently. I flew to Washington State to meet our new grandbaby, mm-hmm. Noah Hendrick. Yes. Cutest little boot ever. Cute little hippie. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's already a hipster with that name. That's exactly right. Uh, and and they're doing great. And I showed some properties while I was there and met with some realtors and different things like that. So, uh, however, the air travel mm-hmm. was an absolute nightmare. Ridiculous. The day that I flew back to the south. Yes. There were 10,000 delays. Yes. And over 2,000 cancellations with Delta alone. Correct. And I was flying Delta. <laughs> I spent, you know, I woke up at 3 a.m. because they sent me an alert that my, the second, third, first, second, third leg of my flight was delayed. Okay. Which meant, or maybe it was the second. It was I the think second. it was the second, yeah. which meant I wasn't going to make the connection to my third. Yeah, that's what it was. So, and from 3 a.m. on, I spent trying to rebook, re, navigate that which i never was able to right so i kind of just gave up i'm just i guess i'm gonna stay over in salt lake um i i ended up somehow miraculously catching that last flight i am so tired of running through airports right and uh i i've got to start carrying my uh rescue inhaler there's just no but but anyway i digress you made an interesting comment though to me you quoted the head of united airlines was uh-huh. it and That's what, right. what did they say? Well, they were talking about the head of United uh, wrote uh, an article, an op-ed, about needing to figure out green air travel. Okay. We need to find a way to do sustainable air travel that doesn't involve petroleum. Okay. Let me tell you something. That's not his job. His job is to get people like a bus driver from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. That's his job. Mm-hmm. The world will dictate what kind of fuel is available for his planes. So instead of focusing on making it sustainable and green, he needs to focus on getting people from point A to point B on time. He's a logistics expert. That's where his time should be spent. Interesting. That's just my opinion. uh, You know, I... I, uh... I feel bad for the airlines in one mm-hmm. sense because, you know, we, we went into the pandemic. They had to lay people off because travel 
went down, well, right? That's, that's Fewer what, people were traveling. That's what the story so we've they, been told is. However, so, you and I traveled the entire pandemic, and there never were delays. There never was a shortage of people on our plane. Well, no, 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 no. But, but let me let me paint the whole picture okay. here. Okay. So we we did travel through the entire pandemic, and we we fly about once every six weeks, and right. have done that for the last two two and a half years. That's right. And so. Um, we did see a drastic reduction in the number of people in the airports on the airplanes. Mm-hmm. We did. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, you know, the airlines laid people off. Right. Um, and people went and found other things to do. Well, all of a sudden, travel has come roaring back mm-hmm. to capacity. Right. And now they don't have the staffing to handle it. So this is just my perspective as a regular traveler sure so so they've reduced the amount of flights available so you can't find a flight that doesn't suck right i mean it's off i had to on this last trip i had to just juke the system and book two one-way flights to even get in and out of where i needed to go right and so i feel for them because they're running behind they don't they're understaffed and there's all these people and some people are really nice and some people aren't there's sure. you know and at the same time uh, uh, like do, come on man <laughs> and i and i uh, i made a post kind of jabbing at delta airlines i said delta right. airlines is you know like your toxic ex that you keep going back to no matter how many times they mess up yeah, and here's the thing. Delta has been, for us, over the entire pandemic, the most dependable airline. Yes. And so I don't understand how they went from helping us through every single flight, right. not actually canceling a ton of flights. Right. Not you, We did fly United a few times, we and did. they did a great job, too. We did. But, but now it's... Delta has consistently been the best performer for us personally, for yeah. the two of us. Yeah. Not the case today, though. It's, it, and I don't know of any airline that's working at full capacity and being great at what they do. I don't think so. I, I, don't, I, I don't think so at all. The, the uh, airports were jam-packed with people. It was it was not a good scene. I, I, I will I will tell you this. Still, the friendliest airport in America with the happiest TSA. Uh, yep, Pasco, Pasco Washington. Washington. Those guys are doing something different there. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe but again, maybe they're doing the legal weed. No, because no, they're federal no, employees and no. can't. Again, when I went through, they are cheerful. They're joking they're having a good time they're making everybody feel good they're you know and i had to have my my bag searched and some different (laughs) things and they still make it you know like it's not a big deal like they're just great did you get the full body pat down again this time i didn't that's a fun thing that's a fun thing for me to watch in the airport when you get the full body pat down i like no they had to they patted down my shoulders well they're they're pretty aggressive they're They're, they're strong yeah but i this is what i want to say if you don't have to travel don't well that's that's not bad advice because it is a beleaguered system right now i don't believe it's because of uh accidental need for layoffs i believe they too want to profit as much as they can right now that's why flights are two three four thousand dollars right now because they need to store their nuts for winter as well 
just in case by 2028, there's no more petroleum industry in America. Well, that's that's a good point, something to consider. And so I would say to uh, to people, now is the time to tap into your creativity because the people who develop the the innovative steps that are going to take us forward in this industry and change it, I mean... This, the door's wide open. That's exactly right. There are a ton of alternative fuel options out there. There's one airport that's using, I, th- I think it's Kansas City, believe I don't remember. I saw a thing on one of the morning news shows on the weekend because they've got time for fluff because they're not all about the war in Ukraine. Yeah, but this was such an interesting idea that they're doing. They are using the uh, vegetable oil that the McDonald's in the airport wastes after making french fries and converting it to jet fuel right so see something like that it it mm, during times like this always in market shifts recessions Mm -hmm. innovation flourishes innovation's great for aviation you see what i did there (laughs) innovation Okay, it's 22 minutes into the show. Okay. We've had the question of the week. Yeah. I have a question for you that is not a listener question. It's just a me question. Okay. How come, even though you've traveled for work and even though you've recently gotten over COVID, you've recently gotten over cancer, you still are vivacious, beautiful, and fun to be around? How are you doing that? You talk a lot about your energy being sapped, yeah. you know, how you're more tired than you used to be. Yeah. But when you're running... I, I actually have an answer for you. Okay, go. Uh, and it's great advice for anyone listening. Yes. I try to not do anything that doesn't give me energy and bring me joy. Okay. So, so what you're saying is if you build your activities mm-hmm. around positive mm-hmm. things it's less energy sapping yes okay so tell me more about I, that that's well, very interesting i'll to tell me. you this if i talk to you on the phone or i take time to text you or i take time to have coffee with you or i visit mm-hmm. with you, mm-hmm. you just know you're a person who who gives me energy i got gotcha. you because i don't have the extra energy to spare for you know energy sucks that's good so and the you know the other we started airbnb-ing yes our uh, rv when we're not using it mm-hmm. and i remembered in doing that mm-hmm. that anything in the hospitality part of the world brings me such joy yes and so while it is a lot of physical work yes um you know, to turn the RV and to get the the our resort like backyard in pristine condition for guests and whatever. It is a lot of physical and, work. And I'm going to let you guys in on a secret. All I have to do is blow off the surfaces with my little blower. Yeah, that's all I have to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to I turn the thing. Once. I do have to clean the tanks out, but that's yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, um, all of that though, for whatever reason, anything in kind of that hospitality Mm -hmm. genre Mm -hmm. has always just lit me up. And in fact, we, we hosted um, a brunch uh, a couple weeks ago and 
I was up, you know, early in the morning in the kitchen, bouncing around and cooking and, and making scones and different things. And, uh, and you even commented yep. about how happy I was and how yes. joyful and how, and so I, I think that, you know, I, I work very closely with my doctor okay. on my hormones and my vitamin therapy and, and all of that kind of thing. Sure. My diet is pretty dialed in okay. until I get mad and eat ice cream for lunch, but th- which does happen <laughs> sometimes, but then I pay for it. Um, and, and I protect my, myself at all costs pretty much. I mean, when I'm, done if we're out somewhere when i'm done i'm done and i let you know i think that's part of it is is learning to vocalize my needs sure and i love our code let me tell you guys if you haven't heard us (laughs) talk about this the code is i got the keys if londa says to me i got the keys it is time to wrap it up that is like pulling the ripcord i get out of a conversation gracefully i say you know what our time has ended. This has been pleasant and professional. Good luck in the coming business year. Yeah. And we're out of there. Yeah. The first time we agreed on, I got the keys. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Londa comes up to me during a party and says, hey. Uh, do you have the keys? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I go, yeah, yeah. Do you have the keys? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. No, no. David, do you have the keys. Uh, do you mean I got the keys? Is that what you're trying I got, to say I to me? Whatever the keys are, I'm ready to go. <laughs> the first time we agreed to use the the term, I got the keys. <laughs> she blew it. Do I you don't... have the keys? Yeah. So, uh, so that would be my advice to anybody, though. And and uh, you know, life is too short to be uh, around people who cause you strife okay so the moral of that story is surround yourself with people who feed your soul not eat your soul yeah and people who uh bring value to your life right and it's not all like somebody might hear that and think oh well she only spends time with people who pour into her no 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 who don't take away from you sometimes like the conversation I had with that realtor earlier this week, mm-hmm. I was pouring out of me everything, right. yet it gave me a ton of energy. Sure. And so, yeah. Because you were working from your comfort zone. I'm you were working, working from your best, yeah, highest and best use. Working from your strengths and yeah. finding somebody else to do the things that aren't in your strengths. I'm just... I, I don't have the, the energy or the wherewithal to work against myself anymore. Okay. Uh, listen, and that doesn't mean you don't learn new things, because you do. I'm learning new things all the time. Um, but I'm not going to beat my head against the wall. Right. You know? Yeah. Yep. So. Okay. This is something I said to realtors all week this week, and I'm going to say it out loud again. Okay. During times of recession, home values usually go up. Mm-hmm. The only recent example of when they went down was in 2008 after the bubble burst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every other time they go up. Yeah. And in 2008, they went down and then went right back up. And it's like if you could isolate it and make that go away, mm-hmm. it's still an uptick, <clears throat> even though it went down. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So 
recession, while it's bad for Wall Street, is great for interest rates. Mm -hmm. They get better. Mm -hmm. They get better every single time you're in a recession. Mm -hmm. And home values continue to rise. Right. In recessions. And, and by the way, if you're if if this recession is sort of um you know, the inflation, that's what I should say. If the if inflation is really affecting you, then you should go check out my TikTok. It's yes. just Londa Sherwood Austin. But I've been posting a bunch of stuff about how to decrease your expenses and increase your income. I love um, that. And, and I'm just giving that stuff away because again, it brings me joy and it gives me energy. Now you'll also have to, you know, you can just skip over the TikTok where I talk about menopause or skip over the, you know, well, unless, where, unless, unless you're that's a female what you're and that's important to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If that's part of your story. Oh, the other big news that happened Friday, the uh, Supreme Court threw out Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens next. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm very curious about what's going to happen. Um, and I'm very curious. Like, I like to sit back and observe in times like this mm -hmm. and observe the people. Um, for instance, on Facebook, because, you know, I am a middle-aged person, so Facebook is still what I use a lot. I use and Meta. Okay. Uh, and I'm very open to a lot of different people and ideas. So I have my Facebook friends are a wide, diverse sure. group. Right? Yes. So I'm, you know, watching, reading the reactions that people are having. Yes. And, and I find it fascinating, um, especially... Can I say this? Is this going to be too controversial? I hope not. But especially the reactions of people who are very, very excited about the overturning uh, of it. And they are saying things like, you know, we've prayed for 50 years for this and we've, you know, and, and that's fine. And if that person believe, is a 70 year old lady, I believe she may have prayed for 50 years for it, but if she's sure, 40, she sure hasn't. Sure. So my point being though, these are often the same people who are very, um, vocal about mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. retaining their second amendment gun rights. And so I'm, I'm wondering how they reconcile the two. And I, and again, I'm not judging anyone. I have no hard and fast opinion on sure. any side of it. Uh, I'm curious how they reconcile those two things because to me, you know, I don't know. It's like Cheerios and asparagus. They, they don't go together. Right. If you are a pro-constitutional person and you're all about protecting constitutional rights. Right. How come the 14th Amendment doesn't count into your... Into yeah, your, uh, that's what I'm super curious you know, about. You know what I mean? It's, it's really interesting to me that all week long leading up to Friday, I heard conservative talk mm -hmm. show hosts talking about don't steal our second amendment rights right, i heard conservative right. talk show hosts say any kind of gun legislation is a slippery slope trying to take away our second amendment right all week long 
However, today, every national conservative or Friday, every national conservative talk show host Uh was going on and on about how the war has been won. Yeah. So that's that's exactly my question. It's it's really interesting. And I've said this on the show here. Mm -hmm. If you don't support the 14th Amendment, you can't support the Second Amendment. All of the amendments matter if you're a constitutionalist. Well, I guess my question would be, I guess you can, and if you if you do, how do you reconcile that? That's my question. And I'd like to know that. And I, I'd be interested to talk with someone who'd be willing to have that discussion. And I can tell you why I don't have a personal opinion on it, mm-hmm. because I don't get one. I'm a middle-aged white man. I don't get to tell anybody else how to run their lives. Yeah, that's that's just how you know, I see myself. It's the same. It's the same kind of weird idea that I don't understand. Um, there was uh, our daughter Caitlin shared a post mm-hmm. about um, a woman in I think it was Othello, Washington. Right, was at a water park. Yes, and made some big post on social media about a teenage girl in a thong bikini and how is this okay and ranting and raving about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, well then the supposed teenage girl uh, actually saw her post and commented and said, hi, I'm that person that you saw today. Uh, thank you for the compliment. I'm actually 22. Um, and I've really struggled with my body image for years and years. And I decided to wear just a normal bikini to the water park today. And I felt really good about it. It's not a thong bikini. It's just a normal bikini, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And and then the person who posted the original post ranting and raving about it, deleted it, but this girl had already screenshot it. And that's what our daughter Caitlin shared. And, uh, and, and I guess I don't understand that that issue either because again back to my energy back to two opposing things how do you stand, how do you believe in two opposing ideas right just like the 14th amendment and the second amendment right. how do you believe in one not the other so the woman who made this original post is somehow involved with pageants right and so like all pro girl pro woman we support women. And how can and you be that way tearing, and then body shame somebody? And then body shaming this person, yeah. tearing them down publicly, publicly humiliating the person. Right. Unbelievable. I don't understand. And, and I told Caitlin, I said, I, I can't be bothered with this. I have no energy for people who don't support other people. Right. I just don't. I'm sorry. Well, and, Whatever you want to listen, if you want to stand on your head for three hours a day and spin around in circles and... And that's how you live your life. Great. Okay. Good. Happy. Go do it and be and be happy. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, except can't we just cheer each other on? I, I think that's the key, right? I was talking to somebody last week about kindness being the most important trait someone Absolutely. can have. And true kindness has no room for criticism. Right. True. You know what I mean? True. I make a lot of snarky comments about the way people on television look. They're not real to me. They're on television. I would never say something snarky <laughs> about a real person to them. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because it's unkind. Yeah, I It just, doesn't work. 
I just want to be supportive and lift people up and let's all just live our best lives. And let's all go make more money. Let's get focused, put our heads <laughs> down and go to work. Yeah. My name is David Austin and we've had a great time bringing you this edition of The Session with Londa and David. Again, for my beautiful bride, Londa Joanne Sherwood Austin, we will see you next week. <laughs> 